Hello, I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of September 9. In the news, five Armenian POWs are repatriated following the Pashinyan Aliyev meeting in Brussels. The new U.S. co-chair of the OSE Minsk Group is in Armenia. And the opposition boycotts parliament again. Yesterday, five Armenian POWs were repatriated from Azerbaijan. Earlier in the day, Azerbaijani news outlets reported that Baku would return five POWs to Armenia in accordance with the agreements reached in Brussels on August 31. This is when Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev, and EU Council President Charles Michel met for the fourth round of negotiations. There was no official announcement from Armenian officials until the National Security Service of Armenia confirmed the return of the POWs. At time of recording this podcast, all all five of the repatriated POWs are at the investigative committee of Armenia undergoing questioning. Four of the POWs were among the 62 servicemen from Gyumri who were captured near Khadzabert in December 2020, and one of them was among the 32 Armenian soldiers that were taken hostage on November 16, 2021, when Azerbaijan staged an offensive against Armenia's Sunni region. Since the end of the 2020 Artsakh war, courts in Baku have sentenced approximately 30 Armenian prisoners of war to up to 18 years of imprisonment. The four POWs that returned were sentenced to six years last year. They were returned to Armenia after the Azerbaijani court reduced the sentence. EU Special Representative to the South Caucasus, Tovio Klar, welcomed the repatriation of five Armenians, calling it an important humanitarian gesture. Klar also pointed out that the handover took place without intermediaries. Nat Price, the Speaker of the U.S. State Department, expressed hope that the remaining Armenian detainees will return home soon and that Azerbaijan and Armenia continue taking steps to build trust and resolve outstanding differences. Since the end of the 2020 war, Azerbaijan has returned 150 55 Armenian POWs and civilian detainees. According to numbers acknowledged by Baku, uh, there are 33 POWs still in captivity, while human rights lawyers in Armenia are convinced that another 80 Armenians are being held hostage by Azerbaijan. Two days before the handover of the POWs on September 6, an Armenian soldier was killed on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border by Azerbaijani gunfire. During the week following the Brussels meeting, Azerbaijan has accused Armenia of firing in the direction of its positions on a daily basis. Armenia's defense ministry has denied all of these accusations, reporting yesterday that it was Azerbaijani armed forces that fired in the direction of Armenian positions. Armenian armed forces retaliated, after which the fire stopped. Earlier in the week, uh, Armenia's defense ministry also reported that Azerbaijani forces had targeted an Armenian army vehicle. Also this week, Azerbaijan's president Ilham Aliyev announced, and uh, he was talking to an Italian uh, news outlet, that one of the most important results of uh, the Brussels meeting was that Armenia finally agreed to signing a peace treaty. Aliyev was hopeful that the parties would conclude negotiations and sign a peace treaty within a few months. He also stated that during the Brussels meeting, Pashinyan reiterated that Azerbaijan's terms for the peace treaty are acceptable for Yerevan, and this. They're talking about the five points. Right. 
In response to Aliyev's remarks, Armenia's foreign minister, Arat Mirzoyan, reiterated that there is nothing unacceptable in the Azerbaijani proposals for the Armenian side. However, they do not address all issues on the Armenia-Azerbaijan peace agenda. According to Mirzoyan, with Yerevan's response forwarded to Baku through the OSCE Minsk Group co-chairs, so this is important. So Baku first um, presented a five-point proposal uh, then Armenia responded with six points of its own, and this is the context, just so that people know what we're talking about. So Yerevan's response that was sent through the OSC Minsk Group co-chairs, Armenia completed the agenda, and therefore on that basis, Yerevan is ready for the continuation of peace negotiations. This was once again confirmed by Prime Minister Pashinyan during the discussions in Brussels. However, Foreign Minister Mirzoyan also added that not listing or trying not to list this position gives the Armenian side a reason to question the sincerity of Azerbaijan's intention in achieving peace. Moreover, uh, the continued arbitrary false interpretations of the negotiations and the avoidance to implement the agreements leave an impression that Azerbaijan intends to undermine the peace process and continue its policy of ethnic cleansing through the use of force. This week, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan was in Vladivostok, Russia, to participate in the seventh session of the Eastern Economic Forum, where he also met Russia's President Vladimir Putin. In statements made before the meeting, Pashinyan and Putin stated that the discussions would focus on Armenian-Russian cooperation in a number of spheres, including the situation in the region, uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, and the Russian peacekeeping mission. Putin noted that one of the most sensitive issues is ensuring security around Nagorno-Karabakh, adding that he he would be happy to discuss this with Pashinyan. Pashinyan expressed appreciation for the activities of the peacekeepers in the Lachin Corridor, adding that in regards to ensuring security in Nagorno-Karabakh, there are nuances that are constantly being discussed with the Russian side and that it would be appropriate to discuss those issues also during the meeting. During the panel discussion organized within the framework of the Economic Forum, Pashinyan stated that as the attention of the entire international community and especially Russia is focused on Ukraine, there are concerns that this may lead to further destabilization in the South Caucasus. He expressed hope that in close cooperation with the Russian Federation and other partners, Armenia will be able to manage and keep the regional situation under control, which according to Pashinyan is also very important for global security. The Armenian Prime Minister also stated that Derevan hopes to normalize relations with Turkey with the help of Russia. And more on diplomatic news, amid renewed tensions on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border, Defense Minister Suren Babikyan is in the United States on an official visit, and Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan uh, was in Moscow meeting with his Russian counterpart Sergei Lavrov. While in the States, Defense Minister Babikyan met several high-ranking officials, including the Adjutant General of Kansas and Commander of the National Guard, Major General David Weishar and the Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, Colin Call. During the meeting with Major General David Weishar, a number of issues related to cooperation between Armenia and Kansas within the framework of the U.S. State Partnership Program were discussed. Colin Call and Suren Papikan discussed the agenda of Armenia-U.S. cooperation in the fields of defense as well as global security threats of mutual interest. Papikan presented the situation around Armenia and the situation on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. The prospects of peace and stability in the South Caucasus region were also touched upon. And on September 5, Foreign Minister Mirzoya met uh, Sergei Lavrov, Russia's foreign minister in Moscow. 
According to Armenia's foreign ministry, Mirzoyan and Lavrov discussed issues related to uh, strengthening Armenian-Russian relations in all spheres of cooperation. A wide range of regional security and stability issues were also discussed, including the delimitation and border security between Armenia and Azerbaijan, as well as the work on unblocking economic and transport infrastructures in the region. The Armenian Foreign Ministry reported that issues related to the normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan, as well as the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, were touched upon during the meeting. In this context, the important role of the Russian peacekeeping contingent in Nagorno-Karabakh was stressed in strengthening the ceasefire regime in the conflict zone and preventing provocations, ensuring the safety and living conditions of the Armenian population of Nagorno-Karabakh. In the statement issued by Moscow regarding the meeting, there is no mention of the Nagorno. Conflict or the activities of the Russian peacekeeping contingent in Artsakh, according to the Russian Foreign Ministry, the topics of the discussion were, um, you know, very general uh, regional issues. Also yesterday, Philip Breaker, the U.S. co-chair of the OSC Men's Group and senior advisor for Caucasus negotiations, arrived in Yerevan. It is expected that Breaker will meet with government officials to discuss U.S. support for the diplomatic efforts between Armenia and Azerbaijan towards a lasting peace and efforts to normalize Armenia-Turkey relations. Today, Ambassador Riker was received by Armenia's foreign minister, Arat Mirzoyan. The sides discussed regional security and stability issues, Armenian-Azerbaijani negotiations, and the settlement of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. Yesterday, Russia's foreign ministry representative, Maria Zakharova, told reporters that Igor Khovayev, the Russian special representative for the Armenia-Azerbaijan talks and former Russian co-chair of the OSCE Minsk Group, was in Baku to discuss the peace treaty to be signed between Armenia and Azerbaijan. According to Zakharova, Khovayev will also visit Yerevan with the same purpose soon. Last week, the former commander of Artsakh's defense army, Jalal Harutyunyan, was charged with negligence of duties. According to Armenia's investigative committee, Harutyunyan has not been detained, but he cannot leave the country. He was also dismissed from his position as head of the military inspectorate of Armenia's defense ministry. News about the criminal investigation against Harutyunyan came right after another commander of Artsakh's defense army, Mikhail Arzumanian, was detained on charges of negligence and abuse of power upon entering Armenia from Nagorno-Karabakh, and this was last week. Also. Right, and as a reminder, Arzumanian was appointed as commander of the defense army on October 27, 2020, Less than two weeks before the fall of Shushi, when Jalal Harutyunyan was severely wounded and could no longer perform his duties. And the former president of Armenia's constitutional court, Harayat Tovmasyan, and his family members were invited by prosecutors in Armenia to give explanations regarding the origin of their property. They are being investigated in connection with illegal appropriation of property. Last week, former Prime Minister Ahovik Abrahamian and his family were also invited to give explanations. However, they failed to show up at the prosecutor's office, and their property has been confiscated. The law on illegal appropriation of property was adopted two years ago. At this moment, 13 cases are being investigated, among them former defense minister and the head of the Armenia Alliance parliamentary faction, Seyran Ohanyan, and former police chief, Vladimir Gasparian. No verdicts have been handed down so far. 
On September 2, as Artsakh was celebrating the 31st anniversary of its independence, Armenia did not send official delegations to Artsakh. The three parliamentary forces, the ruling civil contract and the opposition Armenia and I Have Honor alliances, did send representatives, though, who were described as guests from Armenia in the official press release regarding the celebration events. Later in the evening, Armenia Security Council Secretary Armin Grigorian posted a video of himself laying flowers at the memorial for... Um, soldiers killed during the two Artsakh wars. In the video, Grigorian is alone. Uh, he was also not seen during the official ceremony earlier that day. Armin Grigorian himself is from Artsakh. Nonetheless, Azerbaijan's foreign ministry called Grigorian's visit to Stepanagert another provocation by Armenia, saying that it threatens the normalization talks between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And today, Dikran Abrahamian from the parliamentary opposition I Have Honor faction told Azad Uchun that their parliament members will continue to boycott the parliament session and will not participate in the upcoming four-day sittings that starts on September 12. Following Abrahamian's statement, the other parliamentary opposition force, Army Alliance, issued a statement announcing that they will also boycott the parliamentary sessions. Instead, they will engage in public discussions on topics which are priorities for Artsakh and Armenia. Abrahamian also stated that on the first day of the four-day session, members of the two opposition factions will participate in a public discussion about the real agenda of Armenia and Artsakh. Starting in mid-April, the Armenia and I Have Honor parliamentarians staged acts of civil disobedience, organized rallies and sit-ins, demanding the resignation of Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan when the latter announced that the international community was pressuring the Armenian side to lower the bar on the status of Artsakh. In mid-June, the daily rallies became weekly events, and at the end of July, Armenia Alliance members announced that they would uh, return to Parliament in September, but with their own agenda, without specifying what that agenda is, and now they're saying that they will not participate at all. And yesterday it was revealed that Mikhail Minasian, Armenia's former ambassador to the Vatican and former President Ser Sarkisian's son-in-law, was dropped from Interpol's wanted list. The spokesperson of the Prosecutor General's office, Gora Abrahamian, announced that the prosecutors were unaware of the incident and found out about it when reports came from the media. Interpol dropped its arrest warrant for Minasian after he allegedly himself appealed to the International Law Enforcement Agency. The Armenian police were informed about the decision uh, of Interpol back in July. And according to Abrahamian, Minasian is still wanted by Armenian law enforcement agencies, and the prosecutor's office immediately took concrete measures to find the grounds on which Minasian was removed from Interpol's list. Minasian was recalled from the Vatican after the Velvet Revolution and left Armenia shortly after that. In 2020, he was charged with illegal enrichment, false asset disclosure, and money laundering, which he rejected and said was politically motivated. And the Sixth Starmus Festival, if you're anywhere on social media, yeah, you know this by know. now, uh, <laughs> dedicated to science and music, kicked off in Yerevan this week. Renowned international physicists, former astronauts, and Brian May, the guitarist of Queen, were among the guests who were present at the festival. And uh, we've been seeing these amazing videos, and right. I'm so sorry we missed, we missed <laughs> yes. so much of it. Well, uh, our our team from our creative tech section have been participating in the conferences and the fest and and the concerts. Uh, stay tuned for our article about the festival that will be published uh, this coming week. In the meantime, you can listen to our podcast "Shooting for the Stars" with the founder of Starmus, Garik Israelian. That was recorded back in 2021, and I did that interview, and it was a real treat because he's just 
just bursting with passion about uh, you know astrophysics and Brian May and this Starmus Festival and it really put Armenia on the map. It was really quite spectacular. So that's the kind of week we've had here in Armenia. Have a good weekend and we'll be back again next Friday.